Did you know that 85% of people polled say that they are more likely to buy from a business, hire somebody a business, or buy a product after they've watched a video? And today, we are joined by literally two of the biggest video experts that I know. They coach my clients, they coach me, they are absolutely incredible. And today is part one of two when it comes to video. But what do we cover today? We talk about the YouTube social mix, how we talked about actually his second big fight with cancer is helping him scale the business, the three big objectives that you need to solve with every video, the freedom that you seek is already inside of your business, how your business is only part of the whole picture of your life, how he's embarrassed to say he has a college degree as an entrepreneur, why video is the most powerful tool in your business, how I think that the video is your body and the humanity is your soul, and the two types of videos that you need in every part of your business. And this is part one, and I need you to listen to part one, because when we're done with part one, we are going to release part two, and part two is going to be all strategies and tactics to apply to your video into your business around everything that you do, and that will be coming soon. And so go dive into the episode and go figure out why YouTube is not what everybody thinks it is. So without further ado, let's cue the intro. Are you ready to ethically scale your business? Good, because this is the Mind of George podcast where relationships beat algorithms and depth is the only direction when it comes to ethically scaling your business. Each Monday and Friday, I'll be the guy between your ears in the hoodie and pink shoes guiding you home, giving you the tools to extract, honor, and amplify your genius so you can be the light for your customers. Sound fabulous? Cool. Let's get into the episode. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Mind of George Show. And today I am joined by the dynamic duo. Now, I'm going to give you an intro here off the top of my head like I typically do. But these are two of the most incredible human beings that I know. They inspire me. They're heart-centered. They're grounded. They're family-oriented. And they pour heart, life, and soul into everything that they do while leading by example and navigating a very, very over-obsessed, over-abundant, really incredible digital world and helping people get in there, use video, thrive, and take care of themselves and do it for the right reasons and do it right on time. And so we have the beautiful face that's in front of the camera who's thriving, which is Owen. And then we have what we all know to be the secret sauce behind the curtain, that's right. the incredible wife, Teresa, who's literally just like my world is the reason I'm successful. Lindsay, Teresa being here, an absolute rock star. Owen and I have the easy job. Teresa makes it all come together from taking care of clients and onboarding them and getting them into the world. And quite frankly, you guys are absolutely crushing the game and the world when it comes to video. Since I know most of your clients, I watch them grow, I watch them go, and I love the fact that you keep it simple, you make it about them, and you keep people doing things for the right reasons to build a long-term business and a legacy. And so without further ado, welcome to the show, Teresa and Owen. Wow, thank you. That was an awesome intro. That was, yeah, I just was taking notes on how to do, why my intros are terrible by <laughs> Owen video. Number one, George Bryant. <laughs> so we'll get, we're going to let Owen make the thumbnail for this podcast. Why yeah. my intros are terrible because you guys are like thumbnail masters. <laughs> yeah. And that's important. It's important. You know, uh, the thumbnail is the wrapping of the gift. You know what I mean? And if you don't wrap your gift, this video that you poured your heart and soul into, if you don't present it to the world with you know, with pride, then um, it's not going to get clicked on. It's not going to get watched. And that's like a big secret to success on YouTube. Totally. I totally. And I'm glad you opened that loop. Bozai like Garnick affect everybody for the next 20 minutes until we get into that. But before we do that, 
Um, I actually want to start with this, and it's something that's near and dear to my heart, but it's also been something that's been beautiful to witness with the two of you. And um, I know a lot of people know because you you guys live in transparency, you mm -hmm. live in authenticity, and you bring people along the journey with you, which is one of my favorite things about you. But you know, recently you've been going through cancer and yeah. putting up a good fight and thriving as a family and basically being forced to take a hard look at your containers, your self-care, your oh, business, yeah. your life and what you want to create. Uh, but can you guys give and whoever wants to kind of a story arc of business before what ended up happening business now and how it's kind of leading the path to where you go? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, the story is that this is my second um, fight with cancer and the way that I approach business and life and managing my own self-care is intrinsic to all of it. You know, the first time I got cancer, Teresa had these three new babies um, for me and then would go to work and uh, and it would go to work all day. And then I'd, I'd kind of like take the kids to school and then I'd come home and I'm scrambling to get business at the time. I was like a videographer. And I was just like burning the candle at all ends, driven by a sense of fear and inadequacy that I hadn't really approached, but just like, I have to survive. I have to support this family. No one's going to help me. Like, you know, the grind, 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 hustle culture, hustle culture, you know? And um, one day I ended up in the emergency room with a 12 centimeter tumor with a, a cancer called thymoma cancer. And we approached that from a completely medical um, perspective. We didn't research the cancer at all. We didn't research the treatments at all. We did what the doctors told us. It was a year of chemotherapy um, that absolutely devastated my physical body. And then radio, um, uh, radiation therapy that destroyed my physical body uh, deeply inside in new ways. Um, and it managed to um, suppress the cancer for four years. Uh, you know, but what it did to me in the process was like being hit by a bus and, and Teresa could really remember some of the physical trauma that I went through. Yeah. So the radiation actually started affecting his heart. So we had a number of other episodes that took place in that four year time period, um, that, you know, showed that he, he was still struggling with a lot of other health issues because of it. So the second round that we've had, uh, we decided to take a completely different approach. Um, and so we said, you know, we're not going to do it this, the traditional way that wrecks our bodies. We're going to, we're going to work on actually healing him Yeah, and getting down to the root. What is the root cause? Why is his body creating cancer? Yeah, Let's that's get down so to the root cause and heal that. And then we don't have to deal with the actual, you know, the other consequences of, of traditional treatment, you know? Mm -hmm. What that's were we going to so say, important. Owen? Yeah. That's so important. What she just said is, is that, we, we wanted to actually stop my body from producing cancer, right? Like nobody got cancer because they lacked chemotherapy, right? You, you get cancer because in my case, you know, I was not taking care of myself, not, you know, not balancing out all the hard work with play and joy. And the reasons I got into this business in the first place, you know, I'm, I'm a comedy writer, I'm a sketch comedian, and we have a quarter million uh, uh, fans on TikTok that love our, our family friendly comedy sketches. But I, at the time I wasn't doing that. My point is I got into the business to do fun stuff and it became about sales and making numbers and it, my body, it turned into cancer. 
And so what we wanted to do was we wanted to flip the script and actually go deeper into why the body makes cancer. And we began to follow cancer survivors. This is key. Instead of following experts, because this is our field today, George, is like, you know, everybody's following experts. But we wanted to stop following experts, in our case, these doctors that didn't have cancer and, and didn't look like they were successfully beating cancer in their patients, and actually find people that did beat it. And what did they do? And what were some of their methods? And that's what we began to do is we followed people that had actually done it. And that's wh where my close network is, is uh, people that have beat stage four cancer. And, and uh, my last scans in January showed that I have only one, nine original active tumors. And now I only have one active tumor and scar tissue of, of remaining uh, smaller uh, tumors. And so that is a successful fight against cancer. And we've done that while working less and doing work that fulfills us. And that is what we teach our clients is how to, how to do these videos that accomplish three big objectives. And we think of them like three big circles. And you wanna be in the center, right? The circle of content that brings you life and joy, whether it's about your expertise, you know, or, or uh, an element of your expertise, but like you gotta love the videos you make. You know, circle number two is videos that resonate with people. So people are actually like following you now, watching you. And you're right in the center of those two circles. And then we add that third circle, which is videos that add profitability to your company. You know, videos that, that cause a person to call you and say, I'll, I'll, I'll pay three times what, what your asking price is. I want to get on your calendar. And this is what happens with video because you're building a relationship with people. So, you know, what cancer taught us is a new way of looking at life. Um, it's a battle that we're still not through. I get new scans, you know, this week. Um, and there's always a, 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 you know, a sense of what if around um, scans, but it, it, it grounds you, it centers you into who you are. And you know, we're not gonna go into this week as workaholics. We're gonna go into this week as more whole people than we were last year. And that is very empowering. Yeah. Yeah, God, Teresa, I actually have a question for you because you know, Owen, as I hear you speak, uh, this is very near and dear to my heart. My father, I was his caregiver through metastatic brain and lung cancer stage mm -hmm. four. Wow. From everything to paralysis from the neck down to amputation, they gave him a month. And then I started paleo back then and we made it a year. Yeah. And there was a Love whole it. lot of shifts and changes. And there was also a, a part of my father that didn't want to do it anymore. Like he yeah. made the choice, which was a very hard thing, but Vietnam era vet, and he had kind of had his way and checked his box and he's like, Hey, this is mine. It's a hero. And, you know, and that was, that was some of the stuff for me that was hard. But I, the reason I'm saying this is because one of the things that I learned, and I think one of the reasons that I prioritize like I do in my business and entrepreneurship is because I got hit with a very hard truth back then about what matters and mm -hmm. what can happen when you lose focus with it and what grinding gets to you and what disconnection gets to you. And, and hearing you speak, Owen, there's so many parallels that if we just remove the word cancer and replace it with entrepreneurship, mm -hmm. it is rampant yeah. throughout our industry. And quite frankly, it's celebrated. And I know, Teresa, you and I talk all the time and I watch what you do. What are some of the things that you guys started to notice, like to reduce stress, to, to prioritize self-care, to, to make sure that the business was fun, but it was designed in a way to help you guys thrive 
physically rather than sacrifice yourself physically in the lieu of creating something that we might enjoy down the road. Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of it was really looking at our schedule and and making sure that we had time for like I think a lot of entrepreneurs we we end up becoming for lack of better words like employees or slaves to our own company. Mm-hmm. Um and and that's not the reason why we did it in the first place, right? Like most people they start their own business because they want freedom. They want the freedom to be able to do what they want, to live the life that they desire. Uh, and then the problem is, is then because of our stories that we tell ourselves and the, you know, childhood traumas and all the different things that add up, we end up not, we end up not living the life that we desire when we feel stuck, right? And that's yeah. how things, and that's how health conditions and so forth come into play because our bodies are crying out saying, this is not what I was intended to do. So the first thing that we had to do was really take a hard look at like, what are we doing with our life? We're more than just entrepreneurs. Owen is a father. He's a spiritual being. He's a son. He's a friend, right? He likes to, you know, he likes to, to write and he likes to sketch comedy and he likes to drink coffee and just really looking at all of those aspects of who he is and where is he neglecting himself? Yeah. And there was so much neglect. And hey, I'm not any better. I mean, as a as a wife who's now recognizing I've got codependency issues and I'm work, trying to work through like in my own journey, <laughs> same yeah, with you, right. I, I recognize that I had I had was I was neglecting myself as well in so many areas. And so, you know, with his cancer journey, it's really had us take both of us a hard look at our own lives and what are we really paying attention to and recognizing that our business is part it is yeah. only part of a whole. And if we make it all of it, we're it's only going to lead to sickness. So taking a look at our schedule, taking a look at what we're doing our, with our lives, making sure that we're putting emphasis on that, that is actually growing the business and growing the brand and not doing some of the things that really have are not doing anything. They're just taking up time, causing stress and um, not making and not allowing for us to be able to do other things that bring us joy in life. Um, and then another big aspect, I think, you know, with a lot of entrepreneurs that might face, you know, especially with COVID, more and more people are working from home, even yeah. if they're not entrepreneurs. And this working from home is nice, but it can actually cause a lot of problems as well because that work-life balance, there's not a commute really to break away from what you're doing to decompress. Right. And workaholism can get worse. Health issues can get worse. You got the kitchen right there. So you could be snacking or not exercising. I mean, so many different things, right? So we have both. We're entrepreneurs and we work from home, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. we've got kids and and all of it, right? So I think really looking at all of that and making a lot of significant changes. And what's interesting is when Owen got cancer the first time as a videographer, that actually did bring a lot of positive changes to our business. It actually it is what got us into consulting. Yeah. So we were able to see how he was able to use his expertise without having to do agency level work and actually consult others. Um, and so a lot of positivity came from that first round, but we didn't recognize that in our onion layer of complexity and in who we are, there was still a lot of peeling back that we needed to do in order to evolve to that next level that we needed to be. And so unfortunately cancer came back again, um, because we didn't deal with some of these other underlying issues. So now we're at round two, we're still consulting Business is doing well, but now we're looking at, okay, now how can we change the way that we're consulting and the way that we're running this business now so that we can heal, we can live that life that we've, you know, that life of freedom and, and feel that joy that, that you're supposed to feel right with, with running a company and a life. And if I may say for our listening audience, I have a full head of hair. 
Um, I, I think that you guys can attest that I have like tanned skin, like I'm kissed by the sun. You are um, kissed and, by the sun, my and friend. And I'm, I'm healthy looking. So when, when we talk about, for those of you guys listening, we talk about like we're battling cancer the second time. Um, I am on a, a plant-based diet. Uh, I am working out. I'm actually, I'm thinner and healthier than I have been in years. The first time that I did cancer, I was bald and weak and vomiting and all of the things. And so there's a strong dichotomy there of like, there's a message there of like, we were building our business the wrong way. We were treating cancer the wrong way. Now we're building our business the right way. We're building our life the right way. And it's actually killing the cancer. Like there, there's a strong visual component to our message, I think. Yeah, I, I love it. And it's so relatable because it becomes a proactive approach rather than a reactive approach. Right. right? And reactivity just prolongs the circumstance. And then you're like, wait, stop. And, and, and for everybody listening to this, typically you stop one of two ways. You either stop by choice or something like cancer or a business getting so shut good, down man. or something else forces that change. Yeah. And so what I love is that in hearing what both of you are saying, it's that, you know, we start our businesses to have an impact, to, mm -hmm. to make revenue and to have fun. And, and I can't remember the last time anybody was like, oh, I'm so excited to go give my all in this place I don't want to be in for things I don't want to do for totally. all the stress that I have. Yeah. But yet I watch so many people do it every day. And I used to do it myself. Like I was guilty as all can be until, you know, a couple of years ago. 100%. And then I was like, oh, I'm transmuting that energy out. No wonder why it's not working. Like, And then like, here's what's crazy. Like you and I both know, all of us know that like, once you decide to go online and you make video, that video lives forever. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't go away. And so unfortunately I can go find some videos from like 2008 and I was like, I make it like seven seconds before I have to turn it off. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, good. I've, I've come a long way. Yeah. I'm good. Growth. Um, but what I love is that what I hear you guys talking about is taking this principle first approach of like, what's important to me? Like, yeah. what do we need as a husband and a wife, as the, the people in the business? What do we want to be doing? Where do we want to be spending our time? And then filling that bucket first, then designing the life and yes. the business to create all of that. That that was, I think, our first action step. You know, we, we took two weeks off and we looked at our calendar and I said, cancel all my appointments. And she goes, what? We can't do that. And I was like, look, if I can't cancel all my appointment, appointments and keep my clients, then we're not building the business that, that we thought we were building. And you know what? Mm -hmm. Not one client canceled. In fact, they wished us well. They're like, dude, you're a machine. Go take some time off. And, and it was great because this week is our first week back. But being able, like you said, to stop and to say, I'm going to wipe out my calendar, right? Like an Etch-a-Sketch. I'm just going to shake it clean and then build a new calendar starting with the things that I love to do. And look, you're not going to fill the calendar with every day of every moment with things you love to do. You're a responsible human. You know what I mean? You're going you're gonna to say something like, all right, I'm going to do yoga twice a week. And on Monday, I'm not going to have any clients until noon, right? You start there. And then you kind of like, you start to bring it back on. What our goal was is like, I'm going to come back on it at, you know, 10 hours a week, only fulfillment right? Like, so I'll fulfill 10 hours a week, but then the rest of that time is healing and regeneration. Regeneration means, man, like kind of whatever I want, right? 
right now it's it's listening to um, uh, trainings on hyperbaric chambers, right? Like I'm really into that right now, and I, I I want to learn about it. But next week I might I might geek out on your podcast. the The point is is that I could do whatever I want during those two hours because I need to fill my 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 bucket back up again. And I think that's that's a big point is is filling filling your calendar with intentional play right that brings out the oxytocin and the the these hormones your body makes in moments of joy that actually regenerate your cells and kill cancer cells like these are these are real things that are biologically happening and 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 filling your candle calendar with those things and i think what happens is you know when when we're doing that and this is i'm i'm definitely seeing this with owen is by bringing that into his schedule, the 10 hours a week that he's working right now, he's accomplishing so much more than he did when he was filling up his schedule with 40 to 60 hours yeah. a week worth of work. It's interesting. Like all of a sudden his brain is focused. He's not as distracted, right? He's in his place of of, of peace, you know, where he's at and, and his wisdom can flow, his creativity yeah. can flow because he's not, his cup is full. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so that's been really powerful. And then, of course, you know, just utilizing our team to delegate, to delegate so more big. some of the things wow. that he just doesn't really need to be doing. Uh, and yeah. I'm obviously stepping in and doing that. And then we're getting rid of stuff. We're, we're part of our last two weeks was really looking at like, where are we wasting money with contractors doing things that really don't actually affect the bottom line mm -hmm. that we could stop doing and nobody would ever nobody notice. Would notice. Nope. Nope. What I, what I love is that like, so actually what's funny is I think you might've heard this episode, Teresa, I did that episode on environmental design, hands down. I've never gotten more DMs in my life. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. And I was like, oh, sorry. I just thought everybody did this, but it's this simple pruning where it's like, you have to prune to create growth. You have to prune to create possibility. You have to clean out what's there. Yeah. And, you know, even, even in talking about like designing your day and designing your calendar, we're iterative beings. We change, we grow. Yes. And I watch people design their calendar on a quarterly basis. And I was like, I can't even tell you what I'm going to have for lunch today. Never mind what I'm going to be doing four days from now. Right. So having this like kind of symbiotic, healthy, non-codependent relationship also on our tasks and how we fill our business is so, so powerful. And, and I think there's a massive undertone that I'm hearing that was a lesson that it took me a long time to learn. It's that, you know, the world said, hey, Owen, the first time. Uh, you can't go out and film content all the time. You mm -hmm. have to take care of yourself. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, we can consult, we can teach, we can use the expertise. And then here we are again. And it's like, hey, by the way, consulting works, but is there any way to remove yourself a little bit more and get into like systems and processes? And one of the big struggles that I had as an entrepreneur is I was codependent on myself mm -hmm. because I made my business codependent on me. Yeah. And I was extracting my value only based on my performance not necessarily my knowledge or my info. And it took me a long time to replicate that. And you guys are talking about it now. And you're like, oh, we don't need to be doing that. Nobody's going to know. And there's this massive shift that's happened and I'm hearing it. And I had it as well to where it was like, those items were for my ego and not for my bottom line. Yeah, It's because somebody said it, or I had a story around it, or story it was the way it, I yeah. used to do it, right? Yes. And there was so much endowment. I have to, to do this, car. you know, like, yeah, it's only me. To. Like, I, yeah. I'm the one that started, oh, you, I hired a guy, man. I hired a guy in the Philippines, and he didn't do it right, and so I'm just going to have to do it. And, you know, like, I think Teresa is the one that, like, sounded the alarm on that for me. And this is why, yep. like, having a wife is so valuable is, you know, <laughs> it's like we were talking about, like, 
she, you know, you're, my wife charges me up. It's like, yeah, but my wife also charges me down and like tells me when to stop. She's like, shut up. You are killing our business right now. You know, yeah. but she's the one that like sounded bored to me. Like you're, you're not letting other people play their role. Yeah. 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 Teresa, what was that like for you? So like, I get this because what it feels like for me is like, I'm in the game on the field a lot of the time. And, and, and I do have reflective time now, but there were some times where I wasn't, where my schedule was just like Owen and I would come home and Lindsay's like, babe, you yeah. got to stop. And I was like, no, no, no. I got to go more. I got to go more. I can right? do this. But there, yeah. There was this perspective shift that it was kind of hard for me to see, but Teresa, you kind of have this beautiful role where you are the wife, the mother, the support system running ops and doing onboarding and a perfect balance in the business. So what's it been like for you? Like, what's your focus been as you start to identify those things of like, oh yeah, we don't need that anymore. We don't cut that out. Like you intentionally pruned it, but then how are you going about figuring out like where to replace or what to replace or how to remove it or how to fit it into the schedule? Because I know I talked to you and I see what you post and I was like, oh no, 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 no. You're like a gift in here. The structure, the operations, the organization. And I was like, I want to extract that out of your brain, but I know there's a lot of people listening and myself included that when I got to this point where I was like, oh my God, I totally realize I don't need to be doing all of this anymore, but it was almost more overwhelming to acknowledge it than it was to continue to do it because I was comfortable doing it. I didn't know how to shift. And so what was that like for you guys to start making those adjustments to then build this to be in alignment? So I think the first thing was when we looked at that, the, the ideal calendar, Mm-hmm. my instinct at first was, okay, well, we need to build it around a couple of things we already have going on in the calendar that we probably shouldn't move. And Owen was like, no, he's like, I, I, I want to, I want to pretend like none of that exists. And I want yeah. an actual blank calendar that has nothing to do with anything that we're doing right now. And let's first build in like what we want to do. And then let's see how we can fit in what we're, you know, what we need to do for our business that, you know, is obviously essentially essential and how we can build it in where it's, we're kind of looking at like right brain, left brain kind of activities, right? Like where is the time for creativity? Yeah. Where is the time for really more like business and analyzing what's going on in that, in that side of it and really structuring it in a way so that he's not flipping back and forth, back and forth. and, And just, that can be very distracting and very tiring. So we started with that. And then, you know, obviously there's other areas that we want to build in, but if there wasn't any room for it, at least for him and his schedule, then it's like, okay, who's the next best person on our team that can handle that? Right. And then everything that we're, if if Owen needs to create like a train, like if he needs to do it first and then just record it to show us how he does it. Now it's a training document that we can now use for our current team. If we lose somebody on our team, we have it to train the next person, right? And so forth. And maybe it's done only 80% as well as what Owen would do, but 80% is still better than it not getting done or Owen getting sick, right? And any of those types of things. So it, it started with that and then really moving some of the other things that really somebody else could do and finding who that next best person was, whether it was for, for me or some other team members. We've also decided with myself, like, again, this has been reflect, reflected on where I have not had self-care too. So we've moved me like specifically only, only, only working with, you know, uh, the sales side and onboarding clients and getting them right. through none of the other things that I've been spread out doing. Um, mm-hmm. And so we're kind of still in the midst of it. Now it's like, okay, yeah. who, who else in our team can start taking that over yeah. and me letting go as well. You know, it, both of us had some sacred cows that we were connected to emotionally oh, yeah. 
that we just really had to let go of. Yeah. So I think and you're you kind know, of you're kind of seeing us in the midst right now, really, this very moment of this journey. It's not complete yeah. yet. We're yeah, in the yeah, cocoon yeah. right now, and and like it's a really exciting place to be because we uh, believe in redemption and we believe in rebirth, and and it's exciting to be in a time of the spring, right? Uh, we're, we're coming into summer, the seasons are changing. We're in a season and it's changing and we're growing and maturing. And we're going to come out of this as, you know, a power couple influencers on YouTube that beat cancer without pharmaceutical medicine. Like that is a powerful story. Imagine the lives that can be changed from not just the business that we run, right. And, and showing you how to be successful on YouTube but also in teaching people how to beat their cancer and how to take care of themselves better. Like we believe that we are part of a bigger plan that God has to, to restore health and to restore families and to restore people, you know, in, in this country, you know what I mean? And we, that, that role motivates us. Now mm -hmm. that's like the fire that burns inside, right? That's the faith component, right? And we all have faith components, believe in God or not, right? Like you believe in something that, that you can't see, whether it's just tomorrow or something bigger than that. And you're going to step into that, right? In some way, shape or form. But then what are the tactics? You know, how do you like build that in so that it, it gets done without your old self, getting getting in the way you know um part of that I, I saw with Teresa is Teresa hired a mentor and mm -hmm. that mentor brought templates and and new ideas into our world uh from from seven figure businesses that that we hadn't heard before one big thing that I want if it's like a tactical thing is an organizational chart right and you can imagine like your circle at the top and then underneath you is like a bunch like five little circles right and one's like admin um, or, or I'd say like onboarding and scheduling stuff, you know, but then you've got financial, right? Your, your, your bookkeeper. Um, and you've got these, these basic marketing tenants of your business. We built that out in terms of like, we want a person to do this and a person to do this and a person to do this. We found that like all of our buckets were in marketing and, and we were putting all of this energy into hiring this person to do blogs and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, what, what if we focused all of that energy into our YouTube channel, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, we'll repurpose later. We'll get that stuff later. Balance some of those roles in financial departments. We made big hires in our financial department in terms of upgrading our tax person and upgrading our QuickBooks person to someone who we didn't have to like some, you know, some, some old lady from the chamber of commerce, you know what I mean? Like now we have like aggressive financial strategies. And so we have an outlook on life. That's, that's kind of like, we can afford to do that. We can afford to drop that, you know, like this season, I've really learned the value of slowing down to speed up. Mm -hmm. Our goal is less work, more money, knowledge based, right? Like we're not doing the work, right? We're teaching other people how to get their work done better and they're getting better results. And so it's this whole chain, this whole cycle. And I think that starting with that organizational chart was a great tactical move for us. Like, who are we hiring that we can ah, let go? I hate that, but it happens, right? Like you were just mm -hmm. talking earlier, we, we decreased hours on a number of fronts, number mm -hmm. of like, we just, it was cool to add those, but we don't need them now. 
and really focusing our energy on where our clients are making money. It's like, oh, this program over here, that course, that course that we're going to launch, like it's not making us any money, right? Low ticket, you, you know, we're going to sell a thousand of these. Like we've had the dreams, guys. Like it's high ticket, I think, high value, you know, Jerry Maguire type stuff, like become your client's partner. And, and that has been very valuable for us. I think a lot of yeah, it, drinking our own medicine, sure. just drinking our own medicine. Yes. You know, a lot of what we teach, we, we, we got out of the habit of doing as well. Yeah. And when we got back to like, wait, is it like, are we actually even doing what we preach and mm-hmm. getting back in alignment with what we know and believe to be true, what we teach others to do, um, it makes it just so much easier. And, and, and that's, and that was the reason why we got into video into the first place, because it, you can reach so many, so many people all at once versus these. I mean, obviously you don't want to ever neglect. And you know this, George, because you know that I'm out there and I'm building relationships one-on-one too. There's a great combination that can happen. Mm-hmm. But with video, you can build so many relationships all at the same time within mm-hmm. one video. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, because they, they feel like they're coming to really know, like, and trust you. They're making comments. You're responding. They're watching other videos. And so when we're, when we're really making video a priority, um, we don't really have to to go out and, and and work as hard at getting customers. They they really come to us. And there was a season where we actually took a break from the channel for like I would say five or six months. Yeah. And we were getting wrapped up in all this other hustle stuff that we felt like we needed to do and got distracted with. And in the end, we looked at it and was like, wait, what are we doing? This isn't working. Video is what worked. Let's get back to what it is that we're teaching and what it is that we preach. And 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 it actually is going to make more time for us than yeah. doing. 20 other things for our marketing. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things, and this is a perfect segue, but I tell people like I get hired all the time. Help me scale, help me scale, help mm-hmm. me scale. What's mm-hmm. the secret? I'm like subtraction. Yeah. So subtraction good. is the secret to scale. Yeah. Every single time. So and good. you know, Owen, when you said it earlier, what I love about you guys doing this pruning and all of it is we also can't have guilt about things that we're choosing not to do because we're mm-hmm. in seasons, right? Yeah. Because all of that complexity, all of that noise actually prevents us from giving our all to the things that actually move the needle. And marketing, as much as we love it, it can be one of two ways. It can be a white hole or a black hole because that black hole never stops. And there's always another thing to do, another platform, another avenue, another everything. Right, so a new thing. I try to have this very unattached relationship with my content. And it's like the moment it's done, it's done. Yeah. And when it hits the world, it hits the world. And I'm like, hey, great. But it's like the guy who shows up now, 25 years later, thinking he can play football because he put his varsity jacket on from high school. Yeah. Like, I love it, but you gotta, you gotta let it go. And so actually this is a perfect segue because, you know, from what I hear, you guys don't recommend doing video. You don't think it's going to last. And I'm just completely kidding. Uh, but (laughs) it's out. This was so out, man. It's out. Like, don't even bother. Don't even bother. But it was crazy. It was in 2018. In 2018, there was a study they did that it found that 85% of people said they were more likely to purchase after watching a video. Yes. This was 2018. And the year prior, Google said by 2022, which I think we're already over, over 80% of all content consumed would be video. And I think we've probably surpassed that. And so you guys know, as you can tell by my webcam and my setup, I am a massive proponent for video. But can you talk a little bit, either both of you or one of you, really, and Teresa, you started to allude to this, but like, the power and the importance of video, the relationship side, the scalability side, the basically asset creation side. There's so many parts of it, but I'd love to hear from you because I consider both of you like experts in this realm. Thank you. Oh, and I'm going to let you start and then I'll add. 
Oh man, like I was I was all ready for you to 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 jump in. <laughs> so, you know, the question is why video? You mm-hmm. know, and and I'll I'll say this first of all, the the word parasocial relationship, okay? So I went to college for all, all of this. I'm actually embarrassed in the entrepreneurial community to say I went to college. I'm like, yeah, I got a degree. <laughs> but you know, college really college really straightened me out. You know, I was kind of a creative mess before college and and, and I went to college and I studied media. And, you know, we, we learned about the psychology of media. And this is something that really fascinates me because I mentioned earlier that I did chemotherapy. And while I was healing from the chemotherapy, uh, I'd go home from, from a session and I would watch these TV shows. I would binge watch on, at the time, it was a show called Frasier. And this was like a really funny show from the 90s. And I find myself like watching Frasier and be like, I like Frasier. You know, Frazier's kind of a cool guy. And I'm sitting there like thinking I'm like drinking my Gatorade going like, I, I bet you like if Frazier and I were to meet at a party, we'd like each other, you know, and I'm I'm finding that I've developed this parasocial relationship with Frazier. And it's so funny because we do this when we're at home watching a video from Dr. Eric Berg or, or uh, Teresa Marie or, or, or from one of these you know big creators, Mr. Beast, like we actually are looking into their eyes, even though they're not looking into ours. And we're developing all the same emotions as if they were in front of us live. And that's exactly, you know, what we want to do with video. It's why we do video, because we believe that there are people out there with a powerful message, one that beats cancer, one that that shows people how to grow businesses, one that shows people how to invest in the crypto marketplace, right? Like people have these powerful messages about a variety of topics, but they're made deaf by these giant corporations who are buying up all the ad space and blowing in people's ears and doing all these sponsorship videos. We want to give those voices the means to get their message out. And And when your message is out, you're creating these parasocial relationships with people. You don't need a million views. You need 30 people who believe passionately in what you're doing. And that, that, those 30 people could fuel your business for life, potentially, depending on everyone's business model, of course. But the reality is, is that because of parasocial relationships, we don't need massive audiences. We need powerful messages. And that's what video, what video does. Yeah. I love it. Teresa. So just to add to that, you know, there obviously there's, I mean, videos, be, as you mentioned, has become so uh, essential to marketing. It, we, we actually stopped even using the word video marketing any, anymore because Owen's like, marketing is video. Like you don't need to yeah. say video marketing anymore. If you're marketing, you're going to include video. But obviously there's different kinds out there and there's a lot of trends and, and, and so forth. Uh, and we've been in this business a long time. Uh, we've done a lot of the trends and we're having fun with some of them too. We're doing reels. We're on TikTok. We're having that. Um, and, you know, 2017 Facebook lives got really big and man, we were blowing up making like 20, 30, 50,000 views on a video. Like it was insane. But one of the things that we really learned in our journey is that with YouTube specifically and why we love it so much, why we're using it right now. And obviously the future could change and YouTube may not be a thing one day, but right. I mean, it's been consistently really powerful, um, through all of the trends in any other form of video. And the reason why we really like it is because when people go to YouTube, they're specifically going to watch videos. So you're not having to compete like other platforms for you know, political posts or cat memes or any of these other types of things. And most of the time when people are on those other platforms, they're really in there to ingest a quick amount of information from a lot of different people, check things out, scroll, go back to scrolling. 
But YouTube, they actually are going there specifically with the plan to, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to look up at this and I'm going to enjoy this. I'm going to watch a video. So mm-hmm. there's a, a different, it, it, you have much more of a likelihood that somebody's actually going to watch your whole video. And what I, what we love about it is that it's evergreen. You know, Owen made a ton of amazing videos in 2017 on Facebook live that no one will ever see again. Yes, you're right, George, the video will never die, but somebody has to work really hard to find it. Right. I have to work really hard to go find my live videos from 2017. Right. Right. It's just so hard. So, but on YouTube, that's not the case. Owen's videos from 2017 on his YouTube channel are still generating leads for us to this day uh, because Mm -hmm. they're findable through search. Some of them are still so popular. The algorithm is actually still suggesting them to people that aren't even searching for it. It just, they talked, they were looking at something else that kind of related and now, now it's being suggested and they're still clicking on it. So we love that it, it really, uh, lives forever, right. As really, and is searchable and findable. Um, and, and that people are actually going there specifically to, to get that type of content. Yeah. And Owen, oh, I'm going to ask you about this in a second, because I agree like live video, because remember everyone was like, uh, when they went from linear based customer or timelines to mm-hmm. algorithmic based, everybody complained like Facebook yeah. broken. Well, I added 150,000 fans after the algorithm change because of video. Yeah. And I made a rule like I'm going to go live every day. And one yeah. of my live videos had 6.1 million views. Amazing. And I had done cooking videos because this is back when I was a blogger, right? Cooking videos, yeah. boom, boom, boom. It was the video where I said, I don't want to be here today. I'm really sad because I just relapsed with my bulimia last night. And here's mm. why. And that was the video. And that was the day that I realized the power of connection and authenticity. Yeah. And I was like 30,000 views, 40,000 views, 50,000 views. I'm like, here's my truth, 6 million views. And I was like, holy moly, right? And, but the thing now that comes up is that I had to process that. Like I made, I went live every single day for 11 months. I didn't miss a day. Yeah. And I, it's almost impossible to find those videos. Nobody sees them. They can't be used. And it was really a great part of it. But when you invest that much time and energy, you need to be investing it into something that's going to become an asset and not a liability. Yeah. And I know for me, Owen, a mistake that I made and a lot of time was spent treating YouTube just like it was Instagram, just like it was TikTok, just like it was a reel. Yeah. And I got it completely wrong. And so can you talk about kind of like how you see YouTube, how it should be used so that people are set up to win and they're creating assets. And yeah, you know, such a great question because YouTube is without a doubt the best tool for growing your business. And I, it's really the brand that you're trying to build, right? Because people are, are coming to you because they feel things about you. And they feel those things based on what they've seen, read, heard. That's your brand. And whether you're a local karate studio, a business coach, or a Fortune 500 company, you have a brand, right? And so when we talk about YouTube as a tool, nothing is is better. But the reason people fail with YouTube is because they treat it like social media. And YouTube is more like Netflix than it is like social media, right? When, when YouTube looks at their numbers, they're looking at, at, you know, minutes watched. How many minutes did you spend on the platform? Nobody else does this except for Hulu, except for Amazon Prime, right? So, and YouTube even has television and movie subscriptions and rentals. So guys, wake up for a second, YouTube is not another social media platform. It's an online video 
platform, right? Same as Netflix. So when you have a show on YouTube, you have a show on on Netflix kind of thing, right? And that's the way you have to think about it. What's your show, right? And newsflash, it's not George and the coffee shop, right? It's like, I'm going to do Friday coffee thoughts, right? Like that's that's kind of the, the easy way to go. But you've got to have a show that stands out. You've got to have a show that like has its own message. And I think that what you just said is so important because I think a lot of people hear, you know, these videos about, you know, I did this video about bulimia <clears throat> while cooking and it went huge. But George, I'm a business coach or but George, like I have a small paper company, you know, whatever the case might be. But here's here's the trick. Here's the brilliance behind it all is that you are not a paper company in a vacuum, right? You're a paper company run by someone who battled bulimia. And so that should come up, right? Like your your thing, our cancer is not uh, what our channel is about, but our victorious attitude in how we will conquer and overcome cancer is absolutely a part of our business videos. And so, you know, I'll, I'll do a con kind of, it's like, hey, today we're going to be talking about, you know, viral titles on YouTube versus SEO titles. What should you do? And I want to share a story with you guys from the first time that I was doing chemotherapy. And I might put you know, pictures of chemotherapy up on the screen. And here's what happens is every single person who, who is a video creator or an entrepreneur looking to do YouTube is watching me and, and going, my dad had cancer, my mom had cancer, my cousin had cancer. Like everybody is touched by cancer in some way. And they're, they're thinking, I can relate to this guy, right? Parasocial relationship. Mm -hmm. And they're connecting with me. And I'm not making it the full story, right? It's just a piece of, of, of my story. And so by adding in my humanity, you know, what, what we're doing is we're creating a show that stands out. Believe it or not, your personal experiences matter and they should be a part of your, your video creation. I think some of us are, are so we all, we all grew up in the sterile brand environment, right? We all grew up with like nothing can go out unless it's perfect and pristine. TV shows are taped and then they're edited and then they're re-edited and they're finally, you know, like... There's an element of that. Like I've got a professional studio. My studio looks fantastic. And it's a part of my wow factor, right? We know that. It's a part of my gifting. But but here's the thing. I'm also picking up my my mobile phone in the middle of anywhere when I'm inspired so that I can share that inspiration with my YouTube audience, with my YouTube friends. And and that's what that's what you should be doing, right? If you're if you've got this business, let's say you're you know, you're a business coach and you're at the gym or you're walking, you're speed walking in the park and you've even got your fluorescent like spandex, you know, thing on. You've got little weights around your, your you know, your wrists, you know, and uh, you're Mrs. Goldberg out there. But you get inspired. You're like, oh, my gosh, you know, I just thought about something. Something just came together for me. You pick up your phone and you shoot that video. Now, does it have to be live? It doesn't have to be live. Like you, you could just. Uh, record it on your phone and then maybe send it to your editor to clean up a little bit, or you just upload the thing the way it is. And I, I find that, and you will find, right? The stats all speak to this, is that people, they're not against the high production. It should be a part of your thing, right? But going off the cuff, going raw, showing people what's up right now, that's what's going to get you thousands of views and bring more eyeballs to your content. And it's going to be that, it's going to be that piece that, that people and Teresa can attest to this. When people call you, they're gonna they're gonna say, "I watched a bunch of your videos," Always. but there was one, right? Always, you know. So it's your videos don't get viewed in a 
in a in a in a vacuum. It's it's this one video and then another and then another and then another, mm-hmm. you know, and it it builds up in the mind to build that brand. I think what yeah. Owen, you know, really brings up that I wanna I wanna focus more attention on is that when he he's talking about that human side and that balance between that higher production and some of these off the cuff, you know, in the world that we live in today, we are so now separated. Um, and working from our computers and talking to each other through these social media apps, we are craving real human interaction. Big time. And when we make our videos so sterile, so without personality, so without our personal experience bringing into it, it doesn't resonate anymore. That yeah. that was the old way when we had time to build personal relationships in person as much. But now that it's it's not as much, obviously we still want to do that, but we're just not seeing that as much in the culture. People are craving it in, in the experiences that we're having right now, this very moment, they're wanting yeah. truth and reality. And, and, and when we can bring in our, some of our own struggles and things that we've overcome into our content, whatever the topic it is, whatever your expertise is in, if you can bring in your own stories and be more transparent and bring in some of your own pains and struggles that you've overcome, you become more relatable. Yeah. And mm-hmm. people then are more inspired by what you've overcome versus just, I've been perfect my whole life. <clears throat> There's nothing different about me. Like that's not what's going to make your content compelling. And we're in a place, you know, where there's a lot of different, I mean, you, there's business coaches all over the place, right? There's fitness coaches all over the place. There's a million people in your industry that have the same, you know, uh, the same expertise, so to speak, as you. So how do you make yourself stand out? Yeah. And mm-hmm. that is where you bring in your flavor, your angle to that content. And people come to like you for you, right? Uh, and Yes, you bring in your expertise. It may as not well. be as as big as cancer or bulimia too. It might be your your high school theater background, right? Totally. Like it, it might be um like you know as simple as your you love gaming or you're a soccer coach, you know, for your mm-hmm. kids, you, you know, for your kids team. The the interesting part about authenticity is is kind of like creativity, right? I schedule time in my calendar to be creative and I'm allowed to be however creative I want to be that day, but I schedule that time in, in your videos, you've got to build in space for being authentic. And you got to ask yourself, how am I going to be authentic in this video? And you build in space for that. The easiest example is to say, I was just thinking about X. You know, another great way to do it is say, you know, it reminds me of a time when, you know, and mm-hmm. just kind of building it in there. But it's a muscle you have to build, especially for those of us that are like prim and polished. And we're used to like, you know, uh, I got to get everything right. You know, I got to script it out. Like, I think you should move away from that, at least in in half of your videos. Um, and you've got to say like, OK, how am I going to build in some authenticity uh, to yep. this today? However you yeah. answer that, I think is, is okay. Just give it a shot. Yeah. I want to, I want to put a bow on a couple things you guys said, cause it's summarized beautifully. And number one is like, uh, don't, and, and Teresa, you alluded to this. The point of being on video isn't to create an alter ego. It's to be yourself and let that so transmute good. through. Yeah. Right. And, and when I think about it, like video, uh, as a foundation, as a framework, the video itself, the content, the idea, the message, like, do you enjoy making the video? Is it going to resonate with your audience? And is it going to help me generate revenue to go all the way back to the beginning? That's the foundation, right? And yeah. so I look at the video itself as the as the body, 
but your humanity is the soul. That's so good. And the humanity is your interpretation. It's your stories. It's uh, Branson shooting me with a toy gun in the office. It's me spilling my coffee and laughing about it. 100%. It's, uh, us sharing you know, all the parts and aspects of our life. And so looking at it, that the sterility, if you understand that you came from sterility and you understood that it was prim and proper, you look at that and you're like, cool, that's my frame, but where can I insert my humanity, my yeah. soul, my experience, my love for coffee, things like that. And so the way that I look at video is like, you were even talking about this, Owen, there's like this produce side and then there's like this connection side. And I think there's both. There's there's evergreen foundational literally enhancing videos that are like, yep, this is who we do. And those are a requirement, but playing on TikTok and playing on reels and whipping out your phone, those are connection videos. Those are relationship videos. Those yeah. are humanity videos that they do the job of expressing and showing parts of you that might not be fully in that video, but then lead people to build a relationship. They, yeah. they extend the bridge, the invitation to- And you know what happens? Hey, yeah. You know what happens is, is people, they, they see your content on YouTube and they like you. And then they go on TikTok and Instagram and they're seeing little bits of you, right? Because they're seeing 100 mm -hmm. other people too. But they're seeing bits of you and it causes them to say, I'm going to go to YouTube and, and watch George, yep. right? As opposed to saying like, oh, I'm going to go to YouTube, right? They're going to say, mm -hmm. I'm going to go to, I'm going to go watch George now. And that's like, that is such a place of privilege. And so when I say like, YouTube is more like Netflix. It is, but it doesn't mean don't use social media. It means start with YouTube and that's your heart, your energy, and then the essence of that you trickle in uh, to social media as it energizes you. Look, I haven't made a, a face on post, a, a, a face on postbook. I haven't oh, made a face on postbook post yes. on Facebook in quite some time. Um, and you know, like it, uh, it does feel obligatory. Um, but I also feel like I have friends and family there that could use an update on just everything that's going on in my life. And so, uh, you, you know, here's the thing. My point is, is that I, I, I could bring in probably a ton more business if I posted more on Facebook and thought, but you know, I don't want to live that way. So I'll, I'll post there once a month when I need to, when I have something to say and, um, and I'll make it meaningful. And I, I think that people will look forward to my monthly posts as opposed to Owen's marketing again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I um I, I think it's so powerful and, and I really love listening to it. But what, what I hear more than anything is this like everything comes from alignment back to that calendar thing, right? Yeah. Am I doing this because I want to do this because this is bringing me fun? This is bringing joy to my business. This is helping and moving the needle. Or does it feel obligatory to go in the book of faces, yeah. right? Or because I owe somebody an update, which is a very slippery slope down the road of like falling back out of those containers yeah. and back out of that practice. And you know, I'll say this now, like we talk about marketing, right? Like that's what I'm known for. That's what we do. The number one secret to marketing is that somebody feels safe. Mm. And the only way that somebody feels safe is that somebody has a relationship. And the only way to build a relationship is for them to be connected or have the humanity for you. And if I had to poll a hundred people, do you want to read a blog post? Do you want to watch a one minute video? I bet you it'll be a hundred to one. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. Over and over and over. It compresses time. It creates connection. It allows reads. It allows empathy, compassion. And it allows people to figure out if you're their flavor or not, because not everybody should be. And yeah. it allows you to reach the people who you can help and you can empower while also edifying your message and edifying your story and giving it a platform because I think everybody has a story. And so yeah. I love it. And so here's the thing. I'm going to say this on the podcast because I want to be present to your time. We're going to name this right now, part one of two. 
and we're doing this again. You are coming on for episode two. And <laughs> since we're in the recording mode, you can't say no because this is getting published. No, you did. It's really how, bad if you said no. That's how I proposed yeah. to Teresa. Was yeah, it's like, hey, everybody's video. here. The family's here. The live video's here. Hey, Teresa, no pressure until you end up on one of those Instagram reels where the chick runs out of the yeah. basketball stadium. Yeah. And I was like, tone deaf, bud. Bad timing. Bad timing. But I would same, love to do a meme that I was thinking of, by the way. That's so funny that you brought that up. Yeah. Homosexual telepathy is what we call that. Man-to-man telepathy. We got it. Oh, my uh, I need to get a bumper sticker uh, that says that. My buddy Stefano says it all the time. And so he just I laugh about it. And um, But I would love to do a part two yeah. and actually talk about video and some mistakes that people make and things that they can do and ways to practice and Absolutely. creating their first video and documenting that message and really, really allowing people some tips and tricks. And, and for everybody listening, um, their content, which I am a subscriber, a few of my one-on-one clients are also their clients. People in my world are their clients. What they put out, what you guys put out is incredible. So if you're listening to this, I'm going to tell you where to go find them and where to get a hold of that. But I would love to also do that just to make sure that we're empowering people to step in the direction and they have confidence in doing video and they understand the power of it. So I'd love it if you guys would do that. With Absolutely. Us. Definitely. It would be an honor. So I'm going to let you say this name. I'm going to let you tell everybody where to go because I am not going to butcher it and I love it. Where can everybody go? The best place to find you, to find your videos, give them, give them the spiel. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to say everybody go to Google and type in Owen video and, and follow the links to, to our YouTube channel, to our Instagram, to our LinkedIn. And, you know, I want you to send that search signal to Google that uh, people are looking for Owen video. You can find our main website at acceleratusmedia.com. That's accelerate with an A acceleratusmedia.com and uh, learn more about our programs and stuff. But I, I think we'd love to see you on YouTube and Instagram can, as well. Can you spell it? No. Can you spell it? Why do you do that? Like I, 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 so I, accelerate, I like you're going to accelerate your car. It's a C C accelerate. <laughs> I, I'm teasing. Like I, you know, it's a big word. Uh, yeah. A C C E L L E R A T U S media.com. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't even have the media in my notes. See, I'm glad I asked. I just had acceleratus.com. Yeah. So we're yeah. good. So, and the whole idea all- behind that was like, you, you know, it, the, the Greek, the Roman, the acceleratus, you know, and the, be, we propel you into the future, but we do it with classical connection tactics that work. And so there you go. There's the, the, the glue that brings it all. That's the science behind our. I, I, I love it. I love the why. The why's make it so much deeper. For everybody listening, I'm going to do you one better. You want the easy button, shoot me a DM on Instagram that says Owen video, and I will personally email you or DM you back the link to their social and to their YouTube. I'll take the work out of it. So the only thing you have to do is watch the videos and learn. And so for you two, uh, thank you so much for being here. I have one question for both of you. Do you have time for one, Owen? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. I have one question for each of you, and I think this will be beautiful because we have another episode to do now. Um, I like to pretend that everybody listening to this forgot everything they heard in the episode. And from this moment on is the only thing they're going to carry forward. And you have the ability in this moment to tattoo some wisdom on their soul that they will take with themselves from this episode and on. And so whether it's business, life, mindset, whatever, Teresa, can you hit them with your tattoo wisdom, please? (laughs) Definitely. Um, I would say for sure, as far as the video side goes, if you have a business and you know a brand that you're wanting to build and you want to build more time into your life, 
for more freedom to be able to do the things that you want, then you want to cut down on a lot of the hustle that you're doing and you can really minimize a lot of the efforts that you're doing across the board. And that one big way is by using video. If you are not using video, you are working so much harder than you need to. Using video reaches so many more people than you could individually or by any post out there. It lives forever. And so I think it's an essential part of a healthy entrepreneurial life as a whole so that you can build in more time for other things that you want to do as well. I love it. I love it. Owen, hit him with your tattoo wisdom, my friend. If I had some tattooed wisdom, I would imagine a little boy who has no mentors, no one that loves him, no one that teaches him anything. And he grows up one day to, to be a man. And how do you think that that, that man would be? You know, he, he, would, he would struggle. He, he, would, he would have a hard life. Now imagine that your video reaches that boy and that your video mentors that boy and that your video, you know, teaches him that he's valuable and your video teaches him skills. And so he grows up to be a man that changes the world. Think about that the next time you think about whether or not you should make a video. That's a, I'll take that. That's powerful, I feel the, Owen. Thank I, you. I, I, yes, thank you. I'm like, I'm glad I've been doing video for 10 years already because now I'm just like, all right, I'll go do more. I'm about to cry. <laughs> I'll go do more. Yeah, no, that it, it's good too. And, and I think I'm going to wrap with this. Uh, what I've learned about video and our message and our story is that we really truly don't understand how far that ripple goes mm. the moment we hit post. Oh yeah. And one of those things that I've learned is that video is a 10x multiplier of any message that we put into the world. 100%. And so give it give it your best, give it your all and use it because it will live forever, it will go forever and it will be impacting people further than you will ever know, mm. further than you even tangibly realize that you can reach. And you won't realize it until one day something, hey, I remember that video. Hey, I watched that video. When I saw that video, when I heard you say in that video, and it is the most beautiful gift in the world to hear those things. And so I'm a huge fan. I appreciate both of you immensely. I'm excited to get on the schedule for round two. Can't and we're going to do yeah. part two, part two of two. And we'll see if we open another one at that point. But thank you guys so much for being here. For everybody listening, this is another episode of The Mind of George. So remember, relationships will always be the algorithms. I will either see you in the next episode or you will hear me in your earballs. But either way, it's time to cue the outro. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Mind of George Show. Please make sure you subscribe on your favorite channel that you listen to, whether it's in the car, on your run, or in front of the television. Make sure you leave a review to help other people know how much you love the show and quite frankly, help me know how much you love the show because I read them all. And if you want five-minute daily insider nuggets on business, marketing, leadership, mindset, or any other tool that you would need to build and scale your company, make sure you register for my invite-only newsletter. I call it the Lightkeeper Lessons. I hold nothing back here and I share everything that works for me, my friends and mentors, and thousands of my students around the world to thrive in life and keep our lighthouses shining brightly. We will eventually be charging for this, but for now, for you, because you're listening to the podcast, it's free. So if you want to sign up, go to www.lightkeeper.club, fill out the application, and then check your inbox because it's magic. You actually have to open the emails to get the gifts inside. Otherwise, you can get access to my Relationships Beats Algorithms Facebook community and other free resources on the website. So just go to www.mindofgeorge.com and I'll see you in the next episode.